Welcome back to Joie de Vivre. A Lo-Fi DIY Short Form Sacramento Kings podcast. We're back. It's episode 132 from Ridgewood, Queens. I'm your producer, Mike Cartarelli. And from Ridgewood, Queens, it's your host, talent evaluator, Dave Nushatz. Mike, how's it going? How's it going, JDV Nation? Very rare in person. We've done it. It's like 25% of episodes <laughs> are in person, but we're we're by coastal podcast. Nature of the beast. Yeah, it's fine, but this is much better. I guess we're in the quiet part of the season here, but there's a few things to discuss. I did get some praise recently from a couple different people, some listeners reaching out for stickers, talking about how much they love NorCal Update. <laughs> so, that's, so, of course, we don't have a NorCal Update because you're in South Williamsburg again. Yeah. I'll give you, I can give a scene report, or I'll give you know greater New York update. Yeah. Well, first of all, you're back with the cat sitting. Everyone, long-term listeners know you've been cat sitting this 17-year-old cat. Yep. Being a cat uncle to my diabetic nephew, he's on two different blood pressure medications now. Yeah. It's great. It's chill. And uh, insulin. And insulin. And probiotics. And, uh, you know... Burning the sage for every day, you know, yeah. saging the litter. But yeah, it's been great. You've been here for a couple of weeks, been, you know, seeing, seeing some stand up. We went to a stand up show yeah. with the musical director, Moesir. Yeah, we had the JDV 2023 company All Hands. Yeah, on the radio the night. Yep. Went to a Broadway play, saw David Byrne, oh. uh, Fat Boy Slam musical. So my buddy's um, been seeing. The musical director of that and like the American Utopia play. So that was that was a thrill, like immersive play is like a fever dream. And uh, you know, I've had a few nights just end ending at like ten AM. You know, I, it's like I've partied so much, I'm like, oh, I might as well just stay up so I gotta feed the cat yeah, breakfast and give it its insulin shot and in, in an hour. You know, coming down from ketamine. Or ketamine. Ketamine. <laughs> Well, yeah, that, that's it. Then, like, you know, seeing stand-up. Yeah, it's a bit problem here. Nice, nice. Okay, so that's your South Williamsburg update. We'll have a NorCal update maybe next time. Um, let's get into it. I think there's been a few things, but it's it's the quiet part of the year. <laughs> Summer League, we didn't get what I was hoping for, the, you know, undefeated, dominant stretch. But California Classic was pretty great. Keegan Murray... He's going to make the leap in year two. Yeah, he showed up and showed out. 29 points the first game, 41 in the second yeah. game, and then they just shot him down. So uh, he's, this is a waste of time, uh, which is great to see. Definitely added some um, sprinkles on his vanilla. <laughs> yeah. Mediums. Yeah. Salsa. Maybe hot salsa. Yeah, who knows? Maybe you took a step up. And then Vegas, I think we were excited to see Mimi Esqueta and he looked good in that first game, but then he hurt his foot. Not much notable here. I guess the rookies played. Keon Ellis looks okay. Um, Jordan Ford really proved himself like a local guy. Yeah. yeah. Older for summer league, but he could be a piece for them, maybe. You know, King's Twitter is really calling for Jordan Ford, but it's like, I get it. Sentimental favorite. But, like, now that I've got a taste of winning, it's like, that's some small town mentality, you know. That's small market mentality. Like, do we do we have time for sentimental favorites, or do we want people who we actually think can affect the game? 
And if we don't have a spot, then maybe he gets a two-way Maybe spot. a down guy. Yeah, injury replacement. You no, know, you can ball out in stock there. Yeah. But uh, it's winning time. I'd like length. Yeah, it's winning yeah. time, y'all. Look, it's a fun story, but there's a reason we didn't go undefeated in uh, in Summer League, and that's because we're saving our energy for the midseason, probably named after fucking Kobe uh, Cup. Yeah, let's let's actually go into that next. So this in-season tournament is coming. They've been talking about it for a while. It's going to be in December, which I think is good because that's the part of the regular season that nobody cares about. And the Kings are going to be in... So they're not doing it by division. Each conference has three groups. Kings are in Group C in the West with the Warriors, Timberwolves, Thunder and Spurs. I don't know. Pretty tough, I think. Yeah. I mean, potential playoff teams for sure. So each group winner will advance. So that's uh, six teams and then two second place teams. You know, I guess the most points or best point differential, something like that. So then there'll be eight in Vegas in the quarterfinals and semifinals. I got a good feeling. I feel like the Kings last year... One of the reasons they were so successful, 48 wins, three seed. They gave a shit more than everybody else who was like resting guys and not, you know, going all out. They should keep that mentality. It's part of the culture. Keep it rocking. And I've heard some people that are like, why are they doing this? This is so dumb. I don't get it at all. There's no sport that's more obsessed with rings than the NBA. You don't hear this in, like, baseball. Like, oh, this guy, but he never won a World Series. Like, it's basketball. They always talk about that. Charles Barkley can never get away from it. There's no sport that needs multiple trophies than this sport. You yeah, know? It's so weird. It's like, there's been, like, 30 MVPs. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, oh, why can't that be its own pantheon? It's like, no, it's rings. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. So, I think Shohei Otani's not the king should go for it. This is a great opportunity. This is their hundredth year. They were they're the oldest basketball team, nineteen twenty-three. Rochester Seagrams, or we've talked about that. They have two trophies. They won that National Basketball League in nineteen forty-six. So this is like proto NBA. And then they won NBA title in Rochester in nineteen fifty-one, which is the one banner in Golden One. Get the first. NBA Cup, the Commissioners yeah. Cup. Like, Hell yeah. Do it. Do, do it, yeah. The, the, get a sterny. Throw up an, an ironic banner. Jordan, too. It's perfect. He saved the team. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Kings have a lot of, Kings fans have a lot of love for David Stern. And also, in I mean, Vegas, he, he did put the fix in against him. But, you know, well, yeah, he had to make up for it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, easy flight to uh, Vegas. If the, if they make the finals, so. I would definitely go. It's like I've yeah. never been to Vegas. I've never really wanted to go to Vegas, but why the hell not? And they the NBA needed to spice it up. Eighty two regular season games it just feels like a relic of past a little bit. So maybe this will draw some interest during like part of the year that that NFL really dominates. You know, I'm I'm excited for it. It's like soccer. They have like three, four competitions for cups. To fight for silverware. Totally. Like, it's huge. It's like, why wouldn't it be? Well, they are saying, like, in England, the bigger teams in the FA Cup in the early rounds, they play the young guys. Yeah, but what it matters. Well, they're saying, like, well, then the NBA might do that. So maybe the Warriors will play young guys in the play-in game, or in the, in the group games. You can't do it. 
the, the groups are too small and you have to win the group. Kings got to go all out. You got to go all out every game. So like, do not play the young guys. I do not want to see Jordan Ford in these games. You got to play like these are playoff games and I hope they do it. And I think it fits what Mike Brown is trying to do. Good way to test the medal. Games that matter mid-season. Yeah. Like it's, it's, you know, knockout style. Like you got one shot at this team. Let's get that third trophy, Kings. Love this wrinkle. Uh, all right, let's wrap up the off season here. Right after we recorded, I think it was the night we recorded, they extended Sabonis or the next morning or something. So that happened. I think we were getting murmurings that it would. Um, the trade for Duarte went through. Love it. Absolutely fucking love it. Chris Duarte is going to be a very welcome addition. And great value. I mean, two second rounders, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then they got two big guys. So Alex Len uh, is back for uh, one year. And then Nerland's Noel um, bringing some chaotic energy to the game. Yeah. We, we, got, we got kind of a loose cannon. The guy is not afraid to, you know, get suspended or let his agent totally sue his agent. Yeah. He sued his agent. He trashed an apartment his rookie year. I, I, yeah, he's got some interesting stories online. He's also a Kentucky guy. So now they're like, yeah, the team is like a quarter Kentucky guy. Was he Louisville or was he Kentucky? Kentucky? He was Kentucky. He okay. was, he was like the next big guy after AD left. Oh, no, right, four, right. And he was going to be the number one pick, but he saw his ACL. The crazy thing is, the year that Noel went sixth, injured, he, you know, he was coming off an ACL injury. Len went fifth. Yeah. And then they just signed both of them, like, at the same time. Very strange. And then Keon Ellis is coming back. Hey, Tom, they're not sure. He might be back as a two-way guy, but clearly he's not going to be back as the third big man. Some people were criticizing the Kings for overdoing it on the Sabonis extension. I think John Hollinger wrote like three articles about it on the Athletic. I don't get it. But like they locked in, they locked in two one A guys in their prime. Yeah, like we got Fox for another four or five years. We got Sabonis. I'm happy with it. It's like we've locked in a winning mentality. Right, right. You know they work well together. Core. They're both left-handed, of course. Not selfish. Like people might want to play with them, you know. It's yeah, they can build around this, and they're they're still uh, relatively young. Both you know, both Fox and Sabonis. The other part, though, that I feel like they're really glossing over, like Ollinger is like, who was going to bid this much? Why did they have to give him that much? They could have given him less. It's like, first of all, do you want to nickel and dime one of your cornerstone guys and a good culture guy? Like, I don't get it. And then the second thing is, this is a controversial trade. We've talked about it a million times. Hal Burton for Sabonis. People had major takes that the Kings made a mistake. If Sabonis left for nothing as a free agent, Monty would be crucified. Yeah. Like you have to lock at the very not lock him in. Yeah. Like you have the asset. Right. Now it's right. You know, if he becomes discontented, which I don't think he will, you know, it's just like not his personality. Yeah. Then it's movable. Yeah. I mean, Hollinger, why are you why are you still employed by the Grizzlies? I don't get the hate. He it almost feels personal. Yeah, it does. I think he's yeah. like a little sour grapes. Yeah. I mean, I've shit on Hollinger. PR's overrated. It, it overvalues rebounds. Uh so are you worried that Keita's uh not gonna work out here? I know we were both high on him. I was I loved look, he was super athletic. I just don't think he has like the the awareness, I don't think he's got the eyes. 
got another peripherals. I've talked about his loose knees too. I don't know if you yeah. noticed that. He, he hasn't resigned yet, so maybe he's looking for like a, a non-two-way spot somewhere else because he was the G League runner-up for MVP last year. Like somebody might be interested in him, but yeah, I mean, at that size too, look, I would love for him to pan out. It's like, I just, yeah. I don't know. What an unfortunate time to get hurt. I know. It's just, you could really showcase. He, this was going to be his hammer yeah, league. Make your guess. Yeah. Like, so I feel for him. And I mean, he has insane measurements and he's still pretty athletic. Like the loose knees, but he's a beast. Well, I hope he comes back as a two-way guy. Me too. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather him than Jordan Ford because I think the potential, the ceiling there is. Yeah. I guess that's it for the offseason. Now I think we're really post-summer league. And I guess the next big thing will be the schedule drops. Like, I think like mid-August. So um, that'll probably be something we talk about next time. But enjoy the quiet time. It's going to get crazy here in a couple months. Yeah, yeah. Take a vacation. Go to the beach, y'all. Let's go to final thoughts. All right. You already heard some of it on these uh, segment breaks, but... Our musical director, Moesir, has re-remixed the theme music. You'll be hearing that at the end. Also, I'm sending out a bunch of stickers. I've got to go to the post office this week at some point, including a letter to Lithuania. Of course, uh, JDV is a DIY project. If you want one of the new JDV stickers, actually, I'll send you two. Rate or review the pod, and uh, I'll mail that out. Send us your address. So... Yeah, we got new theme music, new logo, new stickers, ready for new winning Kings basketball era. Yeah, it's a, it's a new Holy refreshed. It's new era, the beam era. The beam era. What do you got, Dave? Well, it, it happened again, y'all. Uh, Rob Planka scooped up <laughs> the steal, the fucking draft that I wanted direly in the second round. Colin Castleton oh. went viral. I saw him. Turns out he can dribble. He could pass. He's got a great floater and touch around the rim on set screens. He can he can shoot past defense. What do you know? And with that size and not too heavy on the frame, 6'11", 231. God damn it. Paul Lankin just did it again. This is 2018 all over again when he drafted Mo Wagner and Steve McCallum. And I wanted them both. <laughs> he also picked up Jay Scrub as a two-way player. I, who I was high on. He was like the Jigo player of the year. So Palika's aides, wherever you are, I know we have a lot. We have some listenership, and um, I see that in LA listens. Been so many listeners in LA, and it's like one of them is Blinka. I yeah. guess there was a way that the podcast wouldn't play in LA, or yeah, uh, certain, certain uh, area codes. Yeah, I don't have the technology set. Yeah, but you know, um, this one goes out to uh, Palika's aides. You know, while you're while you're surfing uh, the web, you know analyzing or googling all the names you hear out of my godforsaken mouth <laughs> while you're doing that there's nothing better to listen to in the headphones than a little 8-bit re-remix lithuanian free jazz that sounds somewhat like a dial-up modem